I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves, and travel is eating, and we're going to be eating right now in probably the best place on earth to be eating in France, specifically the grand capital of France, Paris. Parisian cuisine sort of brings together all the cuisines of France, and I've got a man sitting across the table from me who has, I think, enjoyed all those cuisines. He's an expert eater. He's a tour guide and a friend of ours for many years, helping guide Americans around his beautiful city of Paris, Arnaud Savigny. Arnaud, thanks for joining us. Hello, Rick. Thank you. <laughs> I wish it was lunchtime and I wish we were in Paris. Yeah, you're right. Does Paris uh, have its own cuisine or does it combine the cuisines of France together? I think in Paris you can find actually everything you might imagine, you know, traditional cuisine, artistic cuisine or uh, modern cuisine, anything or even foreign cuisine. Everything. When you invite somebody um, over to your house for a party, mm-hmm. when you go out shopping for this event, do you like to go to small open-air markets or supermarkets or hyper... you got these hypermarchés. No. What's uh, a hypermarché, first of all? A hypermarché, well, actually, it's more outside Paris, so you need a car to, to go there. Um, as so that's a, a suburban, yeah, super, it's like really super huge place. A mega store would be called a hyper marché. Hypermarché, we Hypermarché. call it. Hypermarché. Hypermarché or supermarché. Downtown, do you have supermarkets? Uh, we have a few of them, but they're not as big as those uh, in the suburbs. Uh, I mean, they're you know human size, and uh, I mean, I go there quite often. I mean, probably I go there like once every other week for my big shopping, my big loading, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then every day, every other day, you know, on the way back from work, I stop by the little shop, by the baker, you know, by the uh, butcher. Let's talk about that because my feeling is uh, in America, the dream is to have a big refrigerator and then yes. another one in the garage. Yeah. You know? so, and in, in France, my feeling is people could have big refrigerators, but they'd rather have small refrigerators an excuse to drop by the market on the way home. Well, you know, we don't have space for a huge refrigerator, especially in Paris. You know, I, I live in a small apartment, two rooms, uh, 460 square feet. So I don't have space for that, right, definitely. And I want fresh food. So uh, I'd rather go, you know, very often to uh, shops. And you know what? It's also very relaxing when you come back from work. You don't go back to your house immediately. You stop by the shops. It's very good to uh, to forget about work, you know, and to to meet people, to say hello, and then you know them, and uh, and they're nice, and and you feel like uh, oh, it's so nice. I want to buy his meat, and then this baker is so you know. So, He's so, so nice. I want yeah, to buy his meat. No, I like it's really that. true. And and then you come back with all those things, and then. You know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to cook with my friends. And on the way back from work in the metro, you know, it takes me 20 minutes and I just make it up, the whole menu. And then I shop for the Really? Menu. You think about your menu on the metro. Yeah. You drop by the patisserie and the bakery and mm-hmm. the butcher on the way home. Yeah. And you have your friends and you the meal kind of comes together. How yes. does wine enter into that? Uh, do you actually uh, calculate the wine for what food you're serving? Um, you, you can, but you have to be an expert, which I am not. So I will... Uh, so you just go for a good wine then? Yes, I will go for a good wine. I go to the wine merchant, you know, by the corner. I ask him for advice if I don't know, you know, what I want really. Uh, I tell him, okay, I'm going to cook tonight in a blanket de veau, you know, so it's going to be mushroom, you know, veal, uh, kind of saucy thing. So what would you recommend? Uh, and then they ask me if I, I like a light or, you know, full-bodied. And okay. Which region I would like and then... Hey, uh, when I was in Paris with my wife last year, we went to a, we actually hired a, a, a pretty well-known cook. It was pretty kind of expensive experience, but all mm-hmm. day we were with this expert chef, and she took us into the markets in the morning, and then we went back to her apartment in the afternoon, and we spent the entire afternoon preparing this meal, and then we ate it, and it was sort of a triumph. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Oh, it's a great experience, it's and you can trick. find out about this uh, just if you go on the web and Google, you know, chef Paris tourism or whatever. But the point was we went into the markets, and you've got these incredible markets in Paris, and I learned a lot about about the 
the quality of the, the well the concerns people have who are consuming the food who are the shoppers of they want to know where the strawberries were grown and uh, yes. is there a law that actually says you have to say what country they were grown uh, in yes you have to, to to put everything in writing it has to be written you know where it comes from uh, yeah it's very important and then you want to buy your strawberry either french or spanish you know because you know they're very different so uh, and according to the different season as well you might want this one or this one. Depending on the season, French or yes. Spanish strawberries. Yes, like French strawberries is really, you know, in the summertime, you can find, you know, uh, Spanish strawberries in What's more important? the winter. What's more important to you, the Parisian, contributing to the French economy by buying local or going for whatever is tastiest during that month? Uh, for me, it's the taste just... Really? So you'd, you'd, you'd send money to Spain to get better taste? If it is, uh, right. in that okay. case, I prefer actually the French strawberry, which are, you know, the Sarriguette, much more flavored than the Spanish. They are good. They are yes. good. And so people know that. That's my opinion. I mean, it's... And when it comes to fish, it has to say if the fish was farmed or caught in the wild. Yes. Like, for example, Sibas, which is Lou de Mer, huh? uh, it, it says uh, where if it's really farmed or directly come from the sea. So, of course, it's not the same taste. I'm talking with Arnaud Sauvignon, by the way, and Arnaud is a friend of mine who's a tour guide in Paris, and he was helping me make my public television TV series, and wow, to work with him in Paris was just great to have a local uh, insider to, to make sure things went smoothly. But when we wanted to work through lunch... Ah, I do remember that. <laughs> that was bad style, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Tell me yeah. about lunch as far as, why can't you just hop in a taxi and have a sandwich? Oh, my God, yes. You wanted me to eat in a sandwich, and I, and I remember I really got upset because, uh, and I said exactly in those words, I'd rather not eat than eating in a taxi, sitting down in 10 minutes. You said that, I remember, and I, I thought, I'll eat anything it. now. I'm hungry, and I've got to be somewhere in 15 minutes. This is sacred, Rick. It's really, lunch is sacred in France. I think that's the closest thing you ever did to going on strike with me when we're working. Yes. Together. Yes. <laughs> the lunch is sacred. There's no work more important than it the lunch. Is, it is. In every country, you have different priorities. Explain just how the meals relate to each other. We don't eat much you know, at breakfast. I mean, I'm not the typical example because I have cereals and orange juice, whatever. Like, Talk like, about the typical, uh, the, the, the typical guy you'll see French, with a baguette under his arm. A typical French would have, you know, a, a quick uh, coffee at home and probably a, a piece of bread with some jam and butter. Uh, orange juice, but that, that's about it. You know, it, it's very quick. And even sometimes I don't even have breakfast. Uh, so a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of sugar, and you're yes, anyway. or tea, whatever. But really, I mean, right. the typical is coffee and, and a piece of bread. Lunch? Lunch is very important. That's, I would say this is the major meal in the day. More than dinner. Uh, oh, yes, because, you know, you... you, you, you in you, fact, lunch is called dîner, isn't it? Uh, lunch is called déjeuner. Déjeuner, okay. And dinner is dîner. Though back then, you know, the time of the 14th, for example, at Versailles, you would have déjeuner, breakfast, dîner, lunch, and souper, supper. S- souper. So, so we changed that. Supper know. was souper. Souper. What word is that from? Does it uh, mean from soup? From the soup. Yes, really? Because on the evening, you would have a soup. Very supper often, comes from soup. Yeah, from soup. What uh, is petit déjeuner? Petit déjeuner, uh, déjeuner means, in fact, you, you're breaking, you know, um, breaking, breaking the, the, fast, the fast, basically. Okay. So it's a small uh, breaking fast. The little breaking so of little, the fast. Yes, little breakfast. Le petit déjeuner. Petit déjeuner. Okay, so the lunch is the big meal in Paris. Yes, yes. And then the evening meal? Uh, it's mostly like, you know, you, uh, you do that at home. Uh, unless you have some friends for, uh, for dinner, then you really cook for them. But, uh, you know, sometimes I don't even have dinner. It's so lunch really is. You make time for lunch. Yes, yeah. yes. And then that's the heavy An hour, meal. an hour and a half, you know, it's really important. It's is a, that changing now with a faster pace of life? Is there it, fast it is. food for lunch? It go? is. Unfortunately, it is. You know, uh, I think with, uh, you know, globalization and everything. Yeah. You have uh, to compete. 
yes, we have to compete and we, we work more than we used to. And it's true that in Paris now we are more stressed than we used to be. Uh, you know, some of the so there's a battle of cultures here and uh, it's tough is, to hold yes, on to the old yes. elegance of the old yes, age. Yes, it's true. I, I keep, you know, myself, you know, one hour for lunch, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because I notice in Paris, uh, like everywhere now, there's businessmen's lunches where they're good but fast two-course lunches. It has to be good, yes. It and it can be. be a very good value. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. fact, if you want to go to a very expensive, even a Michelin restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant, if you go at lunch and have the businessman's lunch, you can go to a very expensive uh, fancy restaurant with a famous chef and eat quite reasonably at lunchtime, I think. Absolutely. Uh, the prices are very different, you know, from dinner to lunch. Um, it, you know, like, for example, at dinner you have a la carte and you really can choose each main course, you know, and might be... 30 euros for a main course. But at lunch, they have something very, you know, like a set, uh, a fixed price menu, which is very reasonable, even though the quality is really wonderful and it's yeah. a very good so That's a good, a good budget tip. Yes. And when you want the bill, if you've seen a lot of old movies, you snap your finger and you uh, say, garçon. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, Rick. You don't. Garçon. Probably 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you would do that. But, uh, I mean, I'd rather not do that. I think it's very rude to, uh, to, to call the waiter like that. Garçon means literally. A boy. Boy, uh, you know, hey boy, come on here. No, so this is work. really rude. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I would say, you know, if I if I'm calling the the waiter, I'm I would say first I would say Monsieur, because mo- most of the time it's uh, it's, sure, it's a man. Madame. It could be a, a woman, but it's mostly men. Really, and it's a career, that. isn't it? This is a full career, you know. Uh, I mean, waiters is it's a job. It's not they're, not they're not students doing that, you know, on their spare time. Um, it's a full career. They are, you know, waiters for years and years and years. Are they paid properly, uh, um, like a living wage, or do they rely on tips? Th- no, actually, they are paid. They, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you always have service included. I mean, this mm-hmm. is compulsory by French law. 15% is always included in the price you And that pay. goes to the owner of the restaurant or the service? That goes to the service. Really? So, I mean, for example, you, if you don't leave any tip, I mean, the, the waiter is going to be served. I mean, you're going to be paid. They're going to be paid. And sure. So you're not starving a hardworking waiter by not no, tipping? No, Is Do you leave a restaurant with just leaving the little brown coins? Or? It's uh, kind of traditional to leave something like 5%, you know, okay. of, uh, of gratuity, as you call it. But in, in Paris and in France in general, tipping is not expected 10 15% or something? No, no. You know, sometimes I'm not happy at all with a waiter because in Paris, sometimes you have uh, waiters who are really nasty. You don't know why, but that's the way they are. So I just don't leave anything, not even a coin. Right. That's to show that I'm really displeased with, uh, with the service. Why would you be displeased? What would be an example of something? You know, uh, quick. Uh, quick? Isn't that interesting? In America, we tip more if it's quick. Well, no, not in France. You know, I told you that we need an hour, an hour and a half for lunch. So if, you're, if you're done so eating by a half an hour, you got to what am I supposed to do? Sit I here don't and want to have a, a waiter behind him on my shoulder and tell me, okay, what do you want now? And say, excuse me, I've not chosen yet. So I'm with my friends. I'm talking. I'm having a break, you know, a pause because I have hard work this morning and I still have to carry on this afternoon. So you need to be slow. You know, you're, you're there for really enjoying the food and enjoying the conversation with your friends if you have a friend there. So what do you look for in a good restaurant? Um, something, you know, small, um, when you have, like, local people, mm-hmm. really, uh, for example, a neighborhood time. place, a neighborhood Yeah, lunchtime is very easy if you see people, you know, with ties, you know, that they're locals, they're, like, people working in the neighborhood, so you know it's good. And uh, small, with a little menu, doesn't have to have a big selection, you know, lots of, name- of courses. Um, I find a pattern. I think my top eight or ten restaurants in Paris are all the same pattern. They're mom-and-pop places with about ten tables. The husband or the wife cooks and the other one serves. Yes, and that's that about what they does. can sustain. And that that's the seems to be the equation that works is a, a small uh, – the quality is good. The price is good. Uh, it's the neighborhood favorite. Most of the time, the smallest restaurants are really the best.
a lot of tourists are interested in all the clichetic cuisines, and I, I know that this may seem garish to you. Yes. But let's talk about the, the sort of the um, okay, let's obvious. The uh, every, everybody who wants to eat all of the obvious things in Paris, you can have the uh, escargot. Escargot, the snails, yes. And uh, what do you look for in escargot? What do you look for escargot? What do you mean? Uh, how do you order that? In a certain kind of restaurant or any restaurant? Oh, no. You don't find that everywhere. I mean, it's true in Paris. You can find it quite frequently because Paris has lots of tourists and tourists love escargot. So you might find it easier in Paris than in the countryside, for so example. escargot huh? is touristic. Uh, no, no, I'm not ca- saying this, but uh, since in Paris we have lots of tourists and escargot is a kind of you know traditional French snail, uh, snail thing, yeah. it's very often on the menus. Can people find snails just in their backyard and cook them up? No, that's Where not the way it is. You know, when I was young, uh, I'm from the south originally, from, from Toulon, and when I was young, when I was going on holidays for All Saints, uh, on a rainy day, we used to go out in the woods and pick up the mushrooms because they come out. Mushrooms, you know, when it, so you uh, can uh, scab- Sorry, mushrooms, snails. Snails, you did, actually. So okay. we used to pick them up, you know, when it was raining because yeah. they come out with the rain. Sure, like slugs And here. then with my grandmother, I used to cook them. And you cook them up with garlic and... Do you want to know, really? No? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, first you have to, you know, to boil them. So you just throw them alive in a big casserole with uh, hot water, I mean yeah. boiling water. Yeah. And uh, basically, you make them spit. That's the way we say in French. If right. you, I know it's not very nice, but uh, you have a kind of a foam thing. I know it's very cruel. So they all spit and die in the boiling yes, water? they die. And then after that, they're cooked. And then, you know, you mix garlic with parsley. And then you fill that up. You know, into, you, you take the shell and you put the snail into the bottom of it. And you close the shell with the mix of the butter and the, okay. the garlic. And, and, Good homemade and escargot. And that's nice. go, yeah. And you have to eat the whole thing. Huh? Very often, people leave the butter which is inside. Uh-huh. You should eat them. Oh, that's the best you know, part. You dip the sip, bread in there. Sip the shell. Sip it. Oh, I love uh-huh. it. And it's not vulgar to do that into a restaurant. Just sip the shell. And when people are in Paris, I know they want to have some onion soup. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tell me about onion soup. <laughs> onion soup. Onion soup, you know, it's, uh, well, it's something that I personally don't like. And you may know that. Uh, onion soup is something which is more in the winter. You know, we used to have a very big central market in the very center of Paris called Les Halles. Uh, Les Halles has been transferred in '69 to a huge market close to Orly Airport. And this market was, uh, you know, starting very early in the morning, like 7 o'clock in the morning. So all night long, uh, merchants were coming and bringing their uh, stuff, you know, there. So yeah. it, basically it was a whole activity at nighttime. So in the wintertime, it was kind of freezing in the area. Okay. So they would go to the neighborhood restaurant all around the market and eat onion soup to warm them up. So the famous Parisian onion soup, the soup d'oignon, right? Soup à l'oignon. It soup is à l'oignon. soup à l'oignon. Soup à l'oignon. Oh boy, <laughs> um, that's a, a winter thing, really. It is. So a winter only thing. a tourist would have it in the summer. Yes. All right. Yeah, all over Europe, it's funny because local people will sort of winch and, and, and serve these things to people who eat them out of time. I was in Switzerland and I was going into a great fondue restaurant mm-hmm. and only tourists were in there eating fondue because the Swiss eat their fondue in the winter, that's not the summer. That's true. Yeah, it's a winter dish you know, because it warms you up, really. Let's talk about. Raw hamburger. Steak tartare. Steak tartare. I love that. Is it, is it safe to be eating raw hamburger? Yes, of course. I mean, it, it has to be safe. You know, I mean, eating raw meat, uh, I mean, you're taking the risk, basically. So it has to be a very good fresh meat. Uh, so you can rely on the restaurant to, to serve safe raw hamburger. Completely. And it's really a delight. That's now, is it just a, something to carry the spices or are you actually enjoying the meat? Um, it really is very important uh, what you put inside. And, uh, and what is that? It's, oh, you have a lot of things. You put some Tabasco, you put some ketchup, you put, you put some mustard, you know, like Dijon mustard, very oh, strong. Yeah. You put some onions, um, uh, yolk of an egg, uh, what else, capers. Wow. 
Wow. Um, I think that's about it. Is steak tartare the same, or does every restaurant have its secret ingredients that makes it? Really every unique? restaurant has a little secret. You know, when you ask for a steak tartare, you might have it served directly mixed up. Yeah. Some restaurants bring everything separately and mix it up in front of you, and some restaurants just bring you all the ingredients and you make it just yourself. You oh, I forgot the Worcestershire sauce. Wor- Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Very hard to say. I'm fun to hear a Frenchman trying to say it again. Worcestershire. Something like that. <laughs> Forget it. Do you eat this any time of year? Any time of the year. I would rather eat it in the summertime because it's very fresh. Yeah. It's something that I eat when I'm really, really tired because it's very energetic. Really? Raw no, honestly, very I mean, you have that. It's a full meal and you feel so great afterwards. It's very easy to digest. You know, to me, it was very tasty but very rich. And I, I had a tough time eating a lot of it, but I enjoyed a little bit of it. I don't think it's so rich. No, it's not, you, have, you have no problem eating a whole plate of it. It's not fattening. There's no, it's only like fresh and light things All right, into steak it, tartare. So, so you yeah. think this is a, a safe thing for a tourist Completely. to try? Completely. Especially in France, you know, after the mad cow disease, uh, yeah. which was a few years ago. And now every restaurant have to, we have to be able to track the cow, basically. So okay. when you eat a steak, you basically know, you could even track the name of the cow, which is in your plate. Is that right? Yes. And this is continuing even in this modern age? Even now, yes. Wow. When you go to a butcher, you know where it comes from. I love the cheese course. Me and too. this is uh, when you're done with your meal, uh, before you have a dessert, you have a cheese course. Not you, always, of course. But, but you can. Yes, very often. And yes. I think, what is the uh, digestive purpose of a cheese course? You know, we say that uh, oh, we have a French expression, which is a meal without a cheese is like uh, a beautiful lady that misses an eye. Un repas sans fromage est comme une belle à qui il manque un oeil. Oh, a beautiful lady with only one eye. <laughs> Bring so me a cheese you course. You have to eat cheese, yes. <laughs> and then you have like four or five different kinds of cheese. Or even more sometimes, you know. Some people order their dessert, and I just like to finish my wine with the cheese. Yes, or finish your cheese with your wine. When you're out of the wine, you order some more wine to finish the cheese. And then when you're out of cheese, you order some more wine. Well, more reverse. cheese to finish the wine. Yes, it's uh, a vicious circle. It could circle. go forever. Oh, yes. Or in a you wonderful know, Very cycle. often what we do as well in the wintertime, uh, when I invite some friends, we do only like a cheese meal. Right. So I buy, you know, 20 different cheese, wine, salad, some grapes, some nuts. I love that. And then you eat, you know, one after the other. It's uh, an exp- uh, your, your mouth With is... With a good red wine. Good red wine, absolutely. Yeah. And a French baguette, a French baguette. And you baguette. should, you know, you should mm. see that the French people when they come to the cheese, like at Christmas time, for example, you can eat lots of things. At the moment they come to the cheese, you hear the mm, the ah, the oh my god, you know, all sorts of um, of words Ecstasy. coming out. Ecstasy, Ecstasy completely. at the table. <laughs> Restaurateurs were telling me that they're not offering it as much as they used to because it's not very profitable because the cheese is so expensive. Have you noticed any change in that in the restaurants? I think also we eat less cheese than we used to. And it's to. just less heavy, right? It's a little yes, healthier not to yes. have all I would the say that's more the reason why. Um, it's a health trend. Yes, it's a health trend. I mean, myself, for example, I don't eat cheese as much as I used to right. before. But we like it. But we still love it. Cheese in France, there's a different cheese for every day of the year. Okay, yes. Yeah. Now, the other thing Americans are a little stressed out about is their coffee. Most Americans like coffee with the meal. I know the Parisians like to have coffee after the meal. If you're in a restaurant and, and you ask for coffee with the meal, what will happen? I mean... 
Well, you can ask it uh, and still wait for it. You might have to ask it twice if you really want your coffee with a meal. So if, if you're a waiter and I say, please, I want my coffee with the meal, you'll say. I think say, somehow they will forget it. I don't know why, but they, they just can't in their heart they, bring your coffee. I think it's, it's hard for them to serve it with your meal. I mean, so uh, say, we it will sure, be behind. And it will become after the meal. Yes. Not because they're mean, but because they No, they because just, that's, that's the way it is. And I think they don't get it. So I it's just, best for Americans to wait and have their coffee yes, after the meal. Yes. I mean, if you don't get your coffee right away, I mean, don't be offended. That's right. uh, don't think the service is bad. It's just because it's, it's again, they will. <laughs> or no, next time I'm in Paris, I'll give you a call. We'll go out for a nice lunch. And next time you come, you know, I really want you to have a dinner at home. I will cook you a real blanquette de veau. And we'll you will a, see I'm a specialist on this. We'll have a big cheese course? Yes, if you want. What kind of red wine? I uh, might actually have you try some wines from the Languedoc area. Languedoc, okay. Like Saint-Chignon or Corbière or, you know, Gautier de Nîmes. Coffee with the meal? Coffee, of course. I have a very nice machine at home. After the meal. <laughs> After the meal, definitely. <laughs> All right. Arnaud Savignol from Paris. Thank you very much for tempting our appetites. And welcome back to Paris whenever you want. All right. Merci bien. Au revoir. A bientôt. Au revoir. Rick's weekly one-hour radio program, Travel with Rick Steves, airs in more than 100 cities across the country. Listen to podcasts of past shows in the radio section of ricksteves.com. Rick's public television series, Rick Steves Europe, also airs throughout the USA. You'll find the latest on Rick's TV and radio work, as well as his guidebooks and his free-spirited European tour program at ricksteves.com.